0: On today's podcast, we have Grace McLean with us. She is an American actress, playwright, composer, and singer. She is known for her roles in various off-Broadway and Broadway productions, such as Natasha, Pierre, and The Great Comet of 1812, Bad Cinderella, Bed Bugs, Alice by Heart, and In the Green, the latter of which she wrote and orchestrated. She is also known for her work as a music educator and for fronting the band, Grace McLean. So join me today as we celebrate Grace. Oh my goodness. We got together. Can you believe we it? We did it. Oh. I knew we would. Well, I know, but I know how, I have a clue about how busy you are. And wow. so I was just holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to hold it for a couple months. that's okay you were busy well I wasn't sure if the strike affected you oh well
1: I mean I don't have any film or tv jobs so it hasn't I have no auditions for those things because there's nothing happening um and in fact I did film a student film a friend of mine is getting her master's thesis um or her getting her, her MFA in um directing and there's like There are waivers for certain jobs. Like Christopher, even though it's SAG, he's still, audiobooks are okay. So he's still going to work for audiobooks and student films are okay. So I did a student film. So
0: it it hasn't
1: directly affected. Well,
0: you do more Broadway. Yeah. We got to start from the beginning. My California girl. Is (laughs) Is that where you're originally from? Is California? Yeah. I was born in Southern California. What was it like for you growing up?
1: well, it's very beautiful. It's a lovely place to grow up. I, I, um, I appreciate it more now that I'm not there. (laughs) Right. Because when I go back, I can see like, oh, wow, what a pretty place that my parents decided to settle and raise a family. I, I'm, I can appreciate that now at the time. Um, I couldn't wait to get out. (laughs)
0: Did you just have New York on your sights the whole time? Well, it's
1: interesting. I actually didn't, I did not think that I was going to leave California at all until my junior year of high school. I assumed I was going to, that's so interesting. Maybe I just wanted to get out of Orange County. So I lived in Orange County, you know, the Real Housewives of, the first one was Orange County. That's where I'm from. So it's it's even a very particular part of California. Now, my family, we were not those people. Like, we were not wealthy people. My parents had a house cleaning business. They cleaned those people's houses. You know, like, we're different. (laughs) We were not that of that ilk. But we lived around them. And, in fact, my town, um, I I grew up in Costa Mesa, but I I was on the border of Newport Beach. And Newport Beach is where you go in Southern California to get your plastic surgery done. Oh. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of just, like, I remember growing up and looking around, I was like, why does ev- everybody looks the same? Like, everyone is dressing the same. Everyone uh, is dying their hair the same. And I was like, why why, why would you want to do that? I remember in high school, all these, like, the popular girls are wearing the same thing. And I was like, you don't want to be an individual? No, you want right. to look like each other? It confused me. Right. Um, but I did go to an arts high school. <gasps> um. You. Did I, I did?
0: Okay, you have to tell me all about that because I don't know what I'm gonna do for Kate for high school, and I wish there was something close to home. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. over an hour to take her to Dallas, oh, or Arlington oh my gosh, for her to go yeah. to art school. How did that work for you?
1: Well, um, I. I auditioned after my freshman year of college, I, I'm, of high school. I went to my local high school for my freshman year. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and then I think I had a friend who I'd grown up with who uh, who had spent her freshman year at this other high school. And I said, well, that's interesting to me. Maybe I should audition. Um, it didn't cost anything to go there. You just had to audition and get in. And I auditioned and I got in. And then um, my, my sophomore year, it was in... Um, it, I mean, it was always in another town. I had to commute no matter what. Right. Um, and it was like forty-five minutes, maybe, to get to uh, Los Alamitos, which is where the school was. And then the school got kicked out oh. <laughs> the, um, because it was it was like a, a regular public school. And then they had these they have a certain number of charters, you know, that you can get for for students that are um, that are out of district to come into your school. And so the their football program was competing with the arts program. Oh. And and that arts program had been there for a while, it'd been there for like 10 years. But after my sophomore year, the school decided, no, we want to use all those charters for the football team. <laughs> oh, so then
0: heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. So then my school had to start its own thing. So my junior year, they moved to Santa Ana, which was actually a lot closer to me. Um that was only like twenty minutes. Um, but I have a friend who I just saw recently. Um, my friend Tom, he lived in Corona and he had to commute like over an hour. I couldn't believe it. And often he would like stay at his friends places that were closer because he was doing a lot of extracurriculars, but some people did it. Some people did that crazy commute. I'm so grateful that it was ultimately 20 minutes, but they started a charter school where the only people that went there were the arts kids. So that was my, my junior and senior years was was, um, that, but
0: the first couple was a little up in the air. Well, what kind of art? Can we break that down? Like, is that just singing and dancing or is it other things? So uh, there were
1: different um, departments and I was in the theater department. So we had acting, singing and dancing classes. There was also just the commercial dance department where they just were dancers training you to like be in music videos and stuff. (gasps) And there was the classical dance department where the classical dancers just did ballet and classical dance. Now they have. Um, like a flamenco dance department. Now this is after my time, but that th- has th- got even more specialized. So fun. It's cool. There was a film and TV department where you learned about how to be in film and TV and use all those that equipment. Mm-hmm. Then there was um the technical department where you learned how to build sets and build props and so there was all
0: different kinds of people. Then there's just
1: the visual arts department where those people were like painters and sculptors and stuff.
0: Were you so yeah. Were you always creative, like all through growing up?
1: I guess so. I mean, my parents were musicians when I was a kid, but they, they stopped when I was like eight. But my early years, I was around, I was just around musicians all the time. Like our garage was not a garage. It was a rehearsal space with what my parents had. It was just like amps and, um, you know, mic stands and cables and
0: pianos and stuff. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's just, it was a part of my life from a, of a young, young age. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you ever
0: performed
1: in front of an audience? I think I do. And it was, I think it was in first grade. Okay. And it was for the school talent show. Of course. And I sang Where is Love from Oliver.
0: <gasps>
1: How does that go? It's like, where is love?
0: Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So it's like this really
1: sweet, like, ballad. Sweet. Yes. And I remember my mother coaching me on it and um, telling me, like, what to do with my hands at certain moments and, like, where to look. She was, like, directing me. I remember this. And here at Faith, this is what happened. I remember I got an award. I got the Littlest Angel Award. Of course. And, And I remember I was like, I'm sorry, what? I didn't get it first. I was so good just then. What's wrong with you? Like the little I couldn't I I mean I remember that being like the what?
0: You're like I'm a angel. Not the littlest angel. I'm
1: a angel. But still pretty cute.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's adorable.
1: (laughs) So yeah, I think that was the first time.
0: Yeah. Well, do you ever remember how you interacted with your mom when she was trying to coach you? Did you, were you accepting (laughs) of her advice or were you like, shut up mom, I know what I'm doing.
1: I was a little like, shut up mom. I know what I'm doing. Which is honestly why my mother was a singer, which is part of why I was like, I didn't consider myself a singer for a long time. I was like, that's what my mom does. And I don't want my mom to tell me what to do. So I'm going to be a serious actor. I'm so serious. (laughs) Give me Shakespeare. Give me the Greeks. I want to cry in front of you.
0: (laughs) And yet you, and you did. And I did. And you did. Well, how did you get to New York from California?
1: Well, um, the summer between my, gosh, my junior and senior year, I think, of high school. Maybe it was before that. I don't quite remember. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Uh, I had, I had an acting teacher at the school, at the high school, say, hey, there are all these like summer high school programs around the country that you should go to so that you just spend your summertime continuing to hone your craft, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I applied to this one that was a summer high school program at NYU. And uh, you had to be like, I don't know, 15 or 16 to go. And you basically just like wrote an essay. And I got in. And so it was me and like, I think it was like 32 students total. And I spent like a month, maybe six weeks uh, in New York, living in a dorm at NYU, having, going to classes. I didn't go to the musical theater school. Half of the students went to the musical theater school and I went to the Lee Strasberg school to just do acting. Okay. And uh, yeah, I spent many weeks. We, I mean, we were herded everywhere. Like I, I was later when I was, uh, at NYU, I was an RA for this program. And um, you just are with the kids all the time. You take them to the, you go to the, um, what's that called where you go to eat? The cafeterias? Yeah, the the mess hall. Yeah, yeah. They would take you. That's where we ate. We would, they would walk us to our classes. We had, um, we went to a different show every night. Um, we went to Broadway shows, off-Broadway shows, dance shows. It was so cool. And I, you know, I just assumed I was going to stay in California. I thought I was going to go to, like, Cal State Fullerton or Cal State mm-hmm. Long Beach. Um, or maybe a UC school. But I, after that, I was like, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. This place is cool. Yeah, there's a lot of lives in this town. You can go there.
1: Lots yeah. Do. And there was something about – so Southern California – the, the energy there and the flow. I mean, you get this in Texas, I think. It's just like, it's slow. People it's are like, let take your time. It's cool. Yep. And I just have this little thing in me. It's, it's dying down now as I get older, which honestly I'm grateful for. But I remember having this thing in me I'm like, why is everybody walking so slow? We've got it. Let's go. Let's just do things. Why do you don't want to do things? What are we doing? And that's just, you know, <laughs> my constant low level of anxiety, just <laughs> humming. <laughs> and when I got to New York, I was like, oh, that humming that I have, everybody has that here. Oh, that that feels like it fits right in. Yes. Um, So it felt
0: comfortable, it felt like home to you, you felt, you met some, like your people.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and I really liked that there was just so much going on, and so many things to do, and so much to keep up with, and I'll tell you what, now I'm like, everybody slow the heck down, what are we doing, (laughs) can we take a nap, oh my god, but that's after being here for 20 plus years.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. I want to know how you met Christopher.
1: Christopher and I met doing a reading um we have a mutual friend who is a music director and that music director cast us in this uh, so a reading is like somebody's working on a show a play or musical or whatever and it's a work in progress right But they've just been sitting there working on it and they need to hear it with actors so then it's basic yeah. It's it's very simple. Well, usually usually it's just like you sit around and you read it for them and maybe do that for a couple of days. This reading resulted in a little concert performance. Of course, um, yes. At, y'all, at, y'all feed off of each other so good. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, but I I met him doing that, and I didn't really talk to him until the day we actually did the performance. We were we didn't have any scenes together or anything. Um. And yeah, what was interesting is that was right. I, I met him right at the moment when I had decided to leave New York. <laughs> oh. Are you oh, yeah. serious? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things changed in January of
0: 2013. Okay. Take me Be- back. Tell me Well,
1: on. By the end of 2012, I had been in the city for 10 years and I wasn't really doing what I thought I came there to do. I was like, I was a nanny. I had been worked in arts administration for a couple of years, and then decided I can't do that. I was kind of just like treading water, really hard. Mm-hmm. I was doing maybe one cool project a year. There was um, there was this composer that I met right after I graduated, um, who passed away a couple of years ago. But her name uh, was Elizabeth Suedos, and she like kept me employed through my twenties. She kept giving me. She's just a prolific, weirdo downtown cool theater maker and she liked me and brought me into her fold and she always had projects going on and she would call me and that's how I knew Chris Kukul the person who um cast both me and and Chris Grant in uh in this thing but um yeah so Liz was the only person who was like giving me anything to do oh I had started writing music with my band but you know I I still don't make any money on that. That's just, I have a creative outlet and I need it and I like Mm -hmm. it. So I keep doing it. But I was like, you know what? It's so hard to live here. It's so expensive. It costs so much, not just from your money, but of your energy. And it really doesn't give that much back to you. And I, what am I doing? I'm watching other people's kids and that's mostly what I'm doing. And I've been doing that for, I just felt like I was kind of stuck. Oh, and I had just been dumped. I got dumped at the end of that year. And I was like, well, I've got nothing tying me here. I got to get out of here. Yeah. It's great. So -hmm. at the end of 2012, I had decided a year from now, I'm going to be in school somewhere for what I'm not entirely sure. I think it has something to do with, with some kind of voice. I, I, I think now I can name it and it would be like speech and language pathology. If I were to go get a master's in something, it would be something like that. Um, but I felt really good about that. And then in January, these people, um, I had seen this show called Natasha Pierre and the Great Common of 1812 at a theater company that I really liked um, uh, a couple months before. And I was like, this show is amazing. Wow, wow, wow. And then I decided I was moving. And then those people called me and they said, hey, we're remounting this show. Will you come in and audition? And I was like, well, I've decided I don't do this anymore. But I love that show so much. I'm just going to go in. And like sing a song I wrote on my ukulele and tell them how much I love the show. And I expect nothing of it. I'm not gonna get this job. I'm gonna be gone. And then somehow I got that job. <laughs> of course you did. And right after I got that job, I met Christopher <laughs> and I was like, Well, I guess am I leaving? I guess I'm not
0: leaving. <laughs> no, and you didn't leave. And what was that the Natasha and the great comment of eighteen twelve, is that where you were in the room and people like walked around, the actors were walked yeah. around?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, well, yeah, so I also did Sleep No More, which is a different show that, that is um, really, like, the best, the best immersive uh, show that there is. But, yeah, in Great Comet, we, there was no
0: stage. We just walked everywhere. Yeah, that was the one that Aunt Christie went to. Yes. 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 For those, for the listeners that don't know, Grace is my sister-in-law. So our husbands are brothers. I don't. I didn't mention that before. So I know Grace because we married into the family. And yeah. I'm, I'm so excited that you're my sister-in-law. Well, yes. first I loved your name, and then, of <laughs> course I loved your. I mean everything about you. Your interest. and you know mm-hmm. I always want to dress you up in all these vintage clothes, and we'll get Ooh. to that later. But um, <laughs> yeah, we have fun when we when we get to we get to hang out. But we do. I didn't realize that you were on the cusp of leaving New York and then you met Christopher. I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. That's like when I met Marcus. I had totally given up on men. I told, (laughs) I had this guy friend that was, you know, suggesting that he was going to fix me up with somebody. And I said, no, I'm done. My husband is not in Dallas. I'm done with these men. Oh, wow. I'm going to go move to Alabama. I'm going to go find me a nice Southern traditional boy oh that God. will let me dress my babies in smocked outfits <gasps> and, and let me be a, like, a, I mean, I just wanted like the 1950s lifestyle. Like that is what I envisioned. And I just was not, i, I was finding was like all these worldly men that just wanted to, you know, do an appropriate thing. <laughs> sure. And I was just so tired of the game. Yeah, and so I really, truly was going to move to Alabama. That was, wow. like, my compass. And within a week. Why Alabama? Because I love the beach there, and I love oh. the food, and I love the people and the houses, the vibe. Like, when I go there, it just is, like, so relaxing, and mm. I miss it when I'm gone. Oh. Um, I know it's so weird because I don't have a family connection there. It's just I have good experiences. Okay. So... Yes, but then I met. I was interdu- reintroduced to Marcus as an as an adult, and then yeah, never looked wow. back. Wow, that's gotta, we go to visit Alabama, but that's mm-hmm. that's all we did. So you met Christopher at this like reading, at this reading. Yeah, and did he did he have the did he ask you out? He did. And well, here is the thing, I. I hope this is
1: okay for your podcast, but I was like a loving being single, just loving it. I did not want to have a relationship with anybody. I'd have fun with you, but I don't want a relationship. And on the night that we did the, we did the presentation, the concert, I asked my friend who had cast us, I said, well, who am I going to make out with tonight? And he said, how about Chris Grant? And I was like, okay. And then Chris and I, We just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and and it was so fun. And I was like, oh, he's great. I really like him. But why is he not making out with me? What is going on? Ah. He's not even trying to make out with me. This is dumb. And then it was so cold. It was January and I didn't have gloves and he gave me his gloves. (gasps) Very nice. Very good. Um, I went home without being made out with. I couldn't believe it. I know. What Um, a bummer. And then he did. He reached out to me on Facebook, asked me for my phone number. And then he called me. He did never texted me. And that everybody's a texter. Right. And he called me on the phone to ask me out.
0: <laughs> which I thought was so brave. Yes, he totally was into you. That's you. Wow. He was he 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 really was trying to get to know you.
1: He really was, and I was like, "What? No, let's go!
0: <laughs> like, come on, let's make out. I need to see if you're a good kisser or not." <laughs> well, thank
1: God that he is. I'm I'm happy to say. Yeah, it
0: runs in the family, so we're okay. <laughs> oh, good.
1: Yeah, and then he just like he wooed me so hard. On our second date, he made me. A Walt gonna, Whitman finger puppet.
0: I was going to ask you, what did he make you? Because he, he's showing love and he's trying to do something, like, really special. He'll make something for something. Yes.
1: Yeah. He's so crafty. It's amazing. That's how he, yeah, that's how he shows his love is, well, he shows in a lot of ways. And by, right. He's a good caretaker. But, yeah, he made me that. There was another thing he made me. He made me this really beautiful drawing of my face with like flamingos coming out of my head. But I have to tell you, that's a weird thing to receive from a suitor is a picture of yourself that they drew. It's just, you, it's weird. It's a beautiful drawing. He did great. But I was like, man, you got it back off. I don't know what's happening. That's a little much. <laughs> he was
0: <I> mean, like <laughs> I mean, he did draw you a liger, so you're okay.
1: Aw. Maybe it would have been better. Maybe it would have no, been better. It was wild. Um, and then he started making me these little dream boxes you know about these little miniature tins Mm -hmm. yeah he would make little 3d dioramas inside of an altoid tin yes and then i mean people saw that and started commissioning him and then he had projects for other people yeah he's very Uh, crafty
0: well okay so fast forward y'all fell in love you got married you had this wedding in the park in new york which Sadly, I wasn't there for, but I know it was fabulous because I saw the pictures. Good. Yeah, it was it was so lovely. Y'all were in New York during COVID, so can oh, you just paint yeah. a picture and let me know how it was being an actress on Broadway in New York during COVID? Oh, it
1: was terrible. Um, how did well, you just, pay your I mean, bills? Um, I mean, Christopher's Christopher kept us afloat. Um, he had, I think at least two national commercials running with his voiceover work and that stuff pays well and it kept paying us and that's i mean that's how we bought our house that's how we got through covid that's how we got through some medical stuff that's Mm -hmm. how we got a house i mean that's all dried up we don't have that anymore but it was an incredible gift that we were able to yeah stay afloat
0: Yeah, one of those commercials, wasn't it the Snuggle commercial? What was it? Uh, He had Downy and he had Head and Shoulders running. Downy. That's the one where the Downy commercials where the parents go into the closet. (laughs) Yes. And and the kids think they're in there doing something naughty, but they were just smelling each other's clothes (laughs) that smell good, right? Yeah, yeah. That was his commercial. (laughs) I didn't even know that was him or his voice until Marcus told me that. Probably a few months ago. Oh, wow. Yes. I totally have seen the commercial and all the things, not even realizing that's my (laughs) brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, he's out there. Okay, but during COVID, you guys got creative. You did a beautiful quarantine session with (laughs) Sweet Dreams. Like, I loved the cover that you did. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. That was with some friends of mine. Um, These incredible musicians that I know have a band called the Polka Brothers. (laughs) It's so (laughs) fun. They they are wonderful. October is a big month for them because it's Oktoberfest, and they get hired by beer halls and just go and play polka songs. They're amazing. But they also like to do... Um, you know, polka covers of pop songs. So they said, what do you want to do, Grace? You want to do Sweet Dreams? I said, yes, of course. So that was really fun. Um, And then Christopher and I, we made a couple things. We made a 15-minute short children's film. Yeah, we made made this film. Our friend, this was great. People just kept throwing us random little jobs, which was nice, too. So a friend of ours works for some media company. uh, And in the pandemic, you know, people had all this, like, Their businesses had money that they had to spend somehow on something. So our friend was like, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire my creative friends to make content for the children of our clients so that when we're in meetings with them, their children have something to do and something to watch. Oh, my God. So that's what we were hired to do. Pretty smart, right? That is
0: really smart.
1: So we were hired to make like a two to three minutes short But in Christopher Ryan Grant fashion, it was 15 minutes. It had, like, special effects that he learned how to do on his iPad on iMovie.
0: (laughs) Is this the one that had, like, the talking head? Yes,
1: there was the talking um, cardboard moose head. And it was our dog, which was my pound puppy from childhood, Sniffy, who was lost in time. And so we... Chris and I had to travel through time to try to find Sniffy because Sniffy was trying to find out about. He's a mutt, so he's trying to find out about his heritage. It was actually really good. I was, was so, so fun.
0: I was so surprised that y'all that y'all could do well, that. We as had
1: as nothing as else as, to do.
0: <laughs> yes, with limited resources. I mean, I mean, yeah. you even got sick, and y'all were at the end of the hallway. Like, oh, your- that
1: was yeah, that was in 22. I was doing a show. Man, I was doing a musical at the public theater. And it got shut down a couple times because too many people got COVID to continue doing the show. We didn't have an opening. We almost didn't have a closing because people got COVID. So we had, I had COVID during our anniversary. <laughs> and so Chris wow. went and stayed, he stayed at another person's house because I think he was working on something, didn't want to get it. So our anniversary was we were at either end of the hall, masked, looking at each other.
0: <laughs> so sweet and sad at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You've been in so many projects, and I'm not gonna know them all, obviously, but sure. you, your band is Grace McLean and them apples, those apples?
1: And them apples, although I will say we've recently dropped the them apples because apparently for all it, it's confusing
0: to the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say.
1: on the streaming site, so it's just it's just Grace McLean now.
0: And then the great comment. I yes. have I have something written down called Bedbugs. What is that?
1: Oh yeah, that's a musical that I did uh, in 2015. That was so fun. Um, it was like a combination, a super campy show. It was like combo Rocky Horror and okay. Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. It was about it was about giant rock star mutant bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, but Alice it really by- was scary. Oh, oh yeah, Alice by Heart. I wrote I did with um, uh, Duncan Sheik and um Stephen Sater um who wrote um Spring Awakening oh I don't know oh yeah it's called anyway Spring Awakening was a big 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 deal musical for a while um and then they wrote this musical called Alice by Heart which was a a take on Alice in Wonderland in the green in the green is the show that I
0: wrote can you talk to me about that is this the one where you got like the grant and
1: I did I got a I got an award for it yeah um yeah, so In the Green is a musical that I wrote uh, inspired by the early life of a 12th century German uh, mystic abbess, polymath, composer, uh, Hildegard von Bingen, who I found out about when I was in college because I was studying medieval art. Now, this is the thing. Why was I studying art? Why was I studying art history? I don't know. I just knew that I liked it. And I wanted to go to a, uh I wanted to go to uh a college that had good academics. I didn't want to just go to a, an acting conservatory because I just had I had other interests. So I uh, took a bunch of art classes. I minored in, in art history. And I found out about this woman in my art classes. And I just thought she was really cool. And I kept studying her. And then I, kept, I sort of like started writing things that were in response to uh, things I was learning about her. And then eventually, really what happened with this show... I mean, I just got very lucky. I would start to play some of the songs at at shows with my band. I would say, this is from something that I'm working on about Hildegard von Bingen. I don't really know what it is, but I'm interested in her. Here she is. And there's a woman who is a, she's a producer who was a a fan of my band. And she started getting interested in the show. And so we would meet. And she would um, act as sort of a dramaturg for me, which means like, um, basically, she would give me feedback, and give me notes, and give me encouragement. And she worked at um, a division of Lincoln Center Theater called LCT Three. When uh, there was some turnover and a new artistic director came in, she got a promotion uh, right after I had just done a concert of sort of everything I had written for that for that as yet unnamed Hildegard show. And it had been filmed, and she shared that with the artistic director. The artistic director liked it. We had a meeting, and then he commissioned me. It was just. I, I, I Yeah, and then I had to really figure out how to write it.
0: <laughs> then you had to figure out how to write it. Well, yeah. you've you've done the Little Island, New York City residency on the Hudson River. You yes, were, you were just in Bad Cinderella on Broadway yes. as the Queen and the composer. Oh, yes. It was Andrew Weber. Lloyd Webber. Yes. yes, and then you had two singles come out this year, Reckless, which is so cute, Thanks. and the new one. My Lovely Enemy. That just yes. came out in September, I think, right? That's right. I yeah. See, I did my research. You did great. Well, <laughs> oh, there's so much stuff. Okay, this is what I want to know. Well, okay. I want to know a lot of things. Okay, I remember a Grammy, you know, their mom, our husband's mom. I call her mm-hmm. Grammy because that's what the grandkids call her. Mm-hmm. I remember Grammy, she was just bragging on you and talking about the Jonathan Larson grant. Oh. Like, you yes. I, you had to go through all these things to get something, and it was a big, big deal. Can you help me wrap my head around what I'm trying oh. to ask you?
1: Well, I mean, there are – oof. I, I did get the Jonathan Larson grant, um, and I just applied for it. Now, there are There are. – Isn't that what helped you fund or write in the green? No. What helped me fund or write in the green was um, a New York City Women in Media fund that i didn't even apply for that lincoln center applied for on my behalf so that was okay (laughs) that's what
0: i'm talking about then i just remember it being such a big deal and all of a sudden like all this stuff was coming at you
1: and I well the jonathan larson that was good too i mean i i applied for that there are there are a lot of different awards and grants and things that you apply for and most of them you don't get and i have applied for all of them and most of them i don't get but um i did get the what's cool about the jonathan larson grant is um, it came with some money, which was great because it helped me fund um, basically some of the recording that I'm doing and these the way that I'm I'm releasing these songs, uh, these singles. But also oh, because it's okay, because it's a part of the American Theater Wing, which also presents the Tonys. I get to be a Tony voter, which means I get free tickets to all the new shows on Broadway for a season. Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: That right there is really cool because that's something that you love. That's your that's your thing.
1: Yeah, and it's really. I mean, those tickets are uh, Mm -hmm. not cheap. No, so it's nice to get. uh, Nice to get a free pair (laughs) to the cool new things and get to see what people are producing. Yeah. So,
0: so you did the movie or the music video for Reckless. Yes. and And I had never seen a music video from you before. And it was oh, super fun. Thanks. I love the lighting. I love the color. I love the colors. Of course, I love the colors. Yeah. I do. That peachy pink color with your eyes. Isn't that nice? Yes. I was yeah. like, I had never thought about you in a pink before. Yeah. And when I saw that on you, I was like, ooh, yes.
1: Yeah, that was my best friend. He, um, I know him from college and he has um, taught himself How to use the camera? Like over the pandemic, that was his project, and he just has such a good eye for framing, and he's so incredibly creative. Yeah, framing Um, was so good on that. And that was him. He was like, "I want this pink thing. Let's find it." Now, that pink thing that I was wearing, I'm going to tell you right now, it is—it can be for whatever you want, but in all the pictures, all the the advertising pictures for when we when we found it online, it's a maternity. Picture dress. It's like everyone wearing that chiffon thing is posing in a field, (laughs) belly out, naked Uh in that chiffon thing. So I'm going to save it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you should totally save it. Somebody's going to do that before we know it, and it'll be just fine. It it will will live on. It can be a cape if it needs to. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Speaking of clothes, I yes. love the blue dress on you
1: and the cover. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Now, my mom found that for me
0: yes, it at is Adventure money. Story California. Girl, I love it. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's that really cool. Looks so good on you. Yeah, I love that. thank you.
1: It's like I have that dress and then I have that other. It's a little bit of a it's a more powdery blue that you gave me.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't From remember. From that last
1: Thanksgiving, we were together.
0: Okay. Although it uh, might not fit my whole chest that's, anymore, but. That's a uh, nice um, well, yes, but there's always, I mean, there's always, you know, somebody that can alter it and add a panel and stuff like that. Um, but you were also, I was trying to tell somebody what TV show you were on recently, and I couldn't think of it. I was like, she's been on a TV show. <laughs> and, <laughs> is it the First Lady? Was that it? Yes. Television? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I we don't get the channel, but I really wanted to watch it because I love period pieces.
1: Yeah, oh, you would love the clothes of this. These mm. were fun.
0: Oh, my hair was
1: so big.
0: Oh, you looked fabulous. My I great mean, great seventies hair. I, I was just thinking, she should have been asked to come back. That should have been like an ongoing role, because oh, I agree. You look. <laughs> I mean, you, you just look like such a natural, and like you just fit right in. You have was, yeah. You have that like vintage look about you. You have yeah. that classic Hollywood glam beauty look. Have you always well, embraced tell it? Tell the studios. Or I, I'm, I will. Have <laughs> you? Have you? just been leaning into it as you. Yeah. Well, you know, or-
1: um, one of the my mother has done many many things in her life, but one of them was she was um, a vintage dealer to wow. the stores around us in Southern California. So every, she's just learned a bunch about it. Whenever we would go on vacation, it was usually like road trips around to sort of Arizona or Utah or whatever. We would stop in small little nobody there towns. And my mother would find the store yeah, where people would just dump their stuff, and she would find these incredible gems. And she would go to these warehouses. There are like warehouses full of California ranchware that just never got sold from like the '50s, oh. and she would just comb through and get these things. And I often, you know, would get the cute small things that were, you know, when I was a kid that no one else. Was, I had these this great pair of bright orange bell bottoms that I loved. I had this very cool um, leather knee high embroidered boots from the sixties that I wore in, um, that I wore in middle school. Oh. Um, oh, I had this beautiful, um, salmon pink dress from the forties that I loved. Mm. I think I took my little senior high school picture. Anyway. So I just like, my mother would just gift me these things because she was into it. And it was, I, I, as, as I said, like, I didn't understand why all the people in my town tried to look the same. And I right. loved showing up and Wearing my things that nobody else would have because there was just one of it.
0: But you're also had the outlet for it. Your mother introduced you to it because it was something that she was naturally gravitated towards herself. Oh, yeah. So that's was her mother. Did she influence her? Like, was it passed down or was your mom just, you know, one of those people that just branched out and just. Right. When, when she finds out a thing that she wants to do, she gets
1: really into it. And she was really into this. I mean, it wasn't just the clothing, too. She got really, she has a crazy collection of, like, turn-of-the-century spice tins. She got really into um, vintage pottery. So she can tell you about um, different uh, handcrafts, again, from the middle of the century. And then, like, then she got into running marathons. So then she was a marathon runner. She did that. Why? My mother, she was a bodybuilder at a time when, like, women weren't bodybuilders. When I was really young. I remember going to bodybuilding competitions
0: with my mom. So oh my weird. gosh. Your mom is She just like is, finds a to, thing and does it. I need to Oh, meet your you mom. would
1: love my mom. You we two need- would love each other.
0: <laughs> I need to go shopping with your mom. Yeah, you do. We would be gone. People would think oh, yeah. we were kidnapped. We'd be gone all day.
1: What's so funny? My mother has she has so many clothes. And what's fun is every once in a while she'll go through her closet and give me things. And honestly, anything that I have that's like cute or interesting, that gets commented on, It's from my mom.
0: Unless it's from you. Okay. I was going to say, I'm a competition because I did give you that sweet coat. That
1: coat is, I love that coat. And I always get comments on it when I wear it because it is so
0: cool. I love it. I mean, everything just, so for those of people that don't know, I love vintage things. And I know you love vintage things. And I just see you, I'll come across items that would look good on you or I think would fit you. And I get them. And then, then I make you try them on, and then I get all excited, and I force you to wear them. You look (laughs) good in everything. they're so so good. I need to. I know. I just keep thinking. I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. What am I going to bring, Grace? I got to find something. Did you get that poncho? That um, did Grammy give you that poncho? It's like black (gasps) and rust and orange.
1: No.
0: She was supposed to bring it when she went up to New York and driving drove up there a few weeks. It was the poncho. uh, she might have I gave it to her to give to you I had it when we went to I guess I guess it was Arkansas last year maybe and I was mm-hmm. like I bought I got I bought this for you but I think I'm gonna keep it and uh-huh. I go but I haven't decided yet <laughs> and then I found out it wasn't my colors and I thought oh my um, bad, grace will she maybe Grammy's saving it for our uh, I guess Oklahoma yeah maybe, maybe
1: now we're grace. supposed to- she brought a lot of stuff for Christopher. She brought a, a, a Granddad's table saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then a <laughs> bunch of old boxes of, like, Christopher's things from childhood. He's got so much to go through. I don't know when he's going to do it. But he's, that's, that can be his winter if he wants.
0: <laughs> he, he'll get snowed in, and then he can you can force him just to go through things. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's a lot. Okay, so yes. y'all did get a new house. We bought a house. I've. So excited. I kept sending y'all links to like old homes in the East Coast that y'all can completely renovate. They were a little extreme in size, but I I just I just kept thinking they're gonna get something that has a history. And well
1: yeah, I mean the history is really that we're just on some beautiful land. The house itself is it's fine. It's like it's it's modest, it's cute. We're doing fun things with it, we're making it our own. Um, replacing the things that break, like the oven that caught on fire and the water heater that broke last week, and we got to catch that chipmunk that's in the attic. And those are all. Listen, I love all of it. It's so fun for me. But the land is beautiful. We have a creek. We have it's so many pretty. beautiful trees. I can't wait to get back. I'm not there right now. I'm, I had to be in the city because gotta go to some appointments. Um, but. Uh, I've been doing yard work and cutting back my hostas. I've got to cut back my peonies and then I've got to mulch my garden. I can't wait to do all these things. It feels so good to do something that's exactly the opposite of what New York City feels like. New York City is, you don't have time for the nature. You're just run, 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 ha, buzz, 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 buzz. And this is, it's so slow. I'm touching the earth. I am breathing the air. I'm using my body. I'm engaging with my environment. And I love it a lot. It's really um, healing. It's good.
0: How are y'all going to paint the house? Y'all aren't going to paint it, right? It's going to stay with the You wood. mean the inside?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're probably going to stay with the wood. Yeah. I mean, if- I know that there's some walls you want to knock out. Christopher wants to put in some built-in bookshelves in, in those walls. But, yeah. yeah, keep it pretty woody. little cabin okay. feel.
0: Well, when you need paint color help, you know, I'll help you. But- well,
1: I do know that we want to do something about the outside, Can help with the outside?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. That's super easy. I can absolutely 100% help you with that. But I do this bit with all the podcast guests. We go over the paint colors in their homes. And I know the apartment in York y'all have painted. Yes. Do you remember the colors of that?
1: Well, Christopher did it. And I know there's like, there's like a Grecian. Grecian ivory. Grecian ivory. Yes. And that's all I know. We have like a couple different whites. Do you remember? I really don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we nervous. have the we have the cans in our um in our closet. Are, you
0: have an album coming out next year? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I need to know about that.
1: Yeah, it's that's what all these singles are are um oh, connected yeah. to. Well, so see, we're all revving up.
0: We're all revving up. Okay. So both the singles have you done a music video for the enemy one, my lovely enemy?
1: I have, but you're not going to get to see it till much
0: later.
1: Okay. Right. That's very cool. And then we're releasing another single um maybe the beginning of next year and then a music video for that one as well.
0: Well, let me tell you something, that reckless song, every time I hear it, it gets stuck in my head. Ah, and- sorry. <laughs> And I did use it for one of my, like, when I did it for one of my reels, too, I think, <gasps> a while back when it came up. Cute! To, well, it started coming up on my, when I'm making reels. I'm starting to get your things. So I'm like, okay, the algorithm is working. <laughs> nice. Good, good, It's good.
1: coming up. Yay.
0: Okay, when you're working on these projects for the album that you have coming out next year, is that with your specific band? or is Yes. That, so that's with the band that... Grace McLean and the Apples, but now it's Grace McLean because it got yeah. <laughs> it too confusing. confusing, <laughs> which makes complete sense. But how did you? I never asked you. How did you meet everybody? Like, how did y'all get together? Yeah, so a big it's process in itself. It
1: is. Well, it's just it's just the three of us. Really, is the is the the band is myself a bassist and a drummer. So me in a rhythm section, and when I was first starting um, to write and perform music, I just did it by myself. And this was before I even have my, my looping station. And I would just like plunk on a piano. I called it minimalist pop because I just didn't really know how to play anything. So I would just play really simple things and sing. And then a good friend of mine, her boyfriend at the time was this bass player who was like, Hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. Do you want to maybe get together? And flush it out. I said, okay, yeah, I like the bass. Yeah. My dad played bass. I always wanted to play bass. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, I wanted a drummer because also I always wanted to play the drums. <laughs> right. When um yeah, and when I was a kid and the um the after school music guy came around and was like, hey everybody, sign up for the after school music program. I went home, I said, Mom and Dad, I want to play the drums. And they said, Well, we have a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned to play the saxophone
0: <laughs> instead. You can play the saxophone. How many instruments can you play? Oh, none of them well.
1: I mess around on a piano. I haven't picked up a bass in a while. I haven't picked up a ukulele in a while. I've got the saxophone. That's it. It's the now, looper. It's
0: it's well, my, the voice. The voice is the instrument I know how to play. You do. And New York <laughs> Times said that your voice is an instrument. Yeah. I yeah. do remember that. No, but it really is. Your voice okay, when people sing and they sing opera and they sing in their head and then other times you sing in your gut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, how did you learn to use the tool like your parents
1: that who too- No um, it, as I like when I was a kid again I was like singing's my mom thing I'm not a singer so I didn't even I didn't think about it seriously just- My first my first voice teacher when I was when I was um, 16 she was a jazz singer mm.
0: So what she taught me
1: was about style and improvisation and making a thing your own. When I came to New York, I did go to musical theater school because I found out that I like singing because of this jazz singer. I The musical theater classes that I was taking, mm-mm, not for me, didn't like it, didn't like what they were telling me to do. Um, and here's why. They were like, Grace, you can't sing like that. And I was like, sing like what? I'm just singing. And they were like, you, in the first year of musical theater school at this, this place that I went, um, they said... In a singing class, they said, don't act the song, just sing it. But I have to tell you, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because a song has words which have meaning, which influence the way you express those words and those meanings. to, To ask someone to divorce those two things made no sense to me. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Anyway, so when I was in New York, I continued studying with Carmen from LA. Her mother was also a jazz singer and lived in Harlem. So I would go up and study with Melba and Melba wouldn't let me sing a song until I had first spoken the words to her and and basically like made her cry. <laughs> she was like, if I don't see that you understand what this song is about, you can't even sing it. So she taught me about storytelling. And then when I changed um, tracks, in college, I went to, uh, I left the musical theater school and I eventually ended up in the experimental theater wing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> where I met some wild voice teachers who blew my mind with the way they thought and talked about and approached voice work. And they were basically like, there's, you know, all sounds are available to all people. Let's get rid of this binary notion of male voice and female voice. There's a human voice. Mm-hmm. And everything is available to you if you can access it in a real and authentic way. And I was like, that sounds cool. Tell me more. So those teachers, I still I still follow from time to time. In fact, there's a center in France um, where these teachers I met at college, um, they, they come from, called the Roy Hart Center. And it's in like the mountains in France. And I remember in 2015, I saved up a bunch of money and I went there for a week to take some classes with them. And it was very scary and really illuminating. And um, it just helps you think about your voice beyond just making it sound pretty. And instead getting to learn the things that it can do without you telling it, hey, I want you to do this. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Hey, I want you to do this and I want you to hit this note and I want it to sound in this way. That's one part, but there are also there's so much, there's, there's so much more, there's so much more depth, um, that your little brain, if you get your little brain out of the way, trying to control what it mm-hmm. wants to do, there are just so many layers and colors of expression available to you. And yeah, I'm fascinated by that.
0: Did you oh. sing a lot growing up? Were you always singing at the house? Or were you- Yeah, I was singing.
1: I was listening to a lot of music and like singing in my room.
0: Sailor Kate sings all the time. Oh, yeah. She loves music. She sings. And there was a a short period where she would try to mimic. You know, you hear Lady Gaga and you try to sound like Lady Gaga. Totally. And I had a little talk with her and I said, when you sing like you, it sounds so good. But Mm. when you try to sing like someone else, you lose it. And... I'm hearing her experiment with her voice. I'm hearing her, I'm hearing it grow and get stronger and do different things. And I just, I just want to encourage her and I don't want her, her light to go out. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for a parent that has a child that is in the arts or could be interested in the arts? Like what Mm -hmm. was, what really helped you I mean,
1: I, I remember my parents were just really supportive of me and asked me what I wanted to do and then generally supported it. Like, I, I, I took acting classes when I was a kid, when I was like eight, at the local theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I took art classes at the
0: local museum. Yeah. Um, I've tried, and she won't. She's like, I've got nothing to learn. No. Oh. Yeah, I've asked her, I'm like, do you want to take art classes? She's like, no, I like the way that I draw. Oh, and I okay. Said, Well, you can you could learn something. She goes, No, I can YouTube it if I want to learn something.
1: I mean, that's a thing that I I'm
0: like,
1: okay. That's 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 true. You can learn how to build a house on YouTube. Um (laughs) that's like I didn't you know, we didn't have that when we were growing up. You had Mm -hmm. to go and be with people. Um Theater is probably really great because you can't learn theater on YouTube. Mm -mm. No (laughs) You can't learn acting on YouTube. You gotta go be with people and Mm -hmm. and uh It's good because it's, it's all about theater. It's, it's all about collaboration
0: involved in youth choir at church. And then she chose theater for school, which I found so fascinating that that's what she chose for both Mm. of them. And it tickles me. So, and she is good. She is good. It's the confidence. And I just can't believe like her singing to me has improved, but her first week at church for youth choir which she had never done she started crying and yes before the performance she started crying and normally i'm the first one you know coddle coddle love 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 and i was just frozen in my seat i didn't move and because she had three little girls that were standing up with her they're not little they're tweens one hugged her one held her hand and another one just was like it's okay you can stand by me and whatever whatever so she got to bond and overcome something that she was not really sure about yeah and and skate through it with flying colors and i was just it was just such a period of growth and then the next week (laughs) when they decided to sing again at church she so boldly told me, do not sit in the front row. I don't want to see you. It upsets me. I want you there. I just don't want to see you. And <laughs> Marcus and I completely understood. Mm-hmm. And we hightailed it to another part of the sanctuary and hid. And She did. She was in the front row and did fantastic.
1: Great.
0: So, oh, that's
1: wonderful. I'm really glad to hear that. That's yeah. so important. And what wonderful kids she's working with. That's really yes. good friendship.
0: It was really sweet because as a parent, when you see your child struggle, you immediately want to run to them. And especially when you have one, you don't have anything else distracting you. You're just like zoned in. Mm -hmm. But I just really held back because she had people. And I thought that was so, that's exactly why I wanted her to do something at church and something at school was to form a bond and, and to do that. So I know that you have bonds with the people that you're with. Oh, you have to, yeah. The advice that you have for parents is just encourage them on their path. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Find out what they want to do and
0: let them do it. And then about art schools, because they're not everywhere.
1: Yeah. Well, but it sounds like, I mean, she's doing an artistic thing already by being in choir. That's doing a lot. Okay. And... And in encouraging her to have other extracurriculars, that's it. You know, it I mean, there yeah. must
0: be – wait, you live in Denton, don't you? We live in Denton, but there is not an arts high school. But there's like really... a community theater, right? There is, and I tried – I even enrolled her in it last summer for summer's camp, and she said, no, I didn't want to do that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I know becoming a young woman has really been interesting – you know, there's a lot of changes that happen and a lot of things that make you want to be at home mm-hmm. or to be with your mother. And so we're just navigating a lot as a preteen. Sure. and And she is, she's maturing a lot in a very short period of time. So it's very confusing. You know, you're a kid. She doesn't want to grow up. She wants to be a kid and then she wants to be an adult.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm well, sure Well, She's so creative. She just is so creative on her own with all her stories and her drawings. I mean... It's extraordinary.
0: She, she really keeps is doing that. I hope she does too. I just, I don't want to not help in the way that she yeah. does. And sometimes I feel like, Oh, I'm not doing enough. But when I offer her resources, she has no interest. So <laughs> that's that, well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I, Absolutely. Know, you've got, I know you've got auditions and lots of things coming up. <laughs> your album. Do we have the name of the album? That we the album to? is
1: my lovely enemy. Same as okay. that
0: single. Yeah. All right, and that will be coming out next year. Next year. Next. Is spring. there anything else we need to be on the radar for for you?
1: Not at this time.
0: <laughs> Not at this time. Okay, I'll share it when it comes up. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Thank you, thank you so much, Faith. It's great hanging out with you. It's great hanging out with you too. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Great. To find Grace and her music, go to her website, GraceMcLean.com her Instagram is that grace Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Faith and I'm with Bluebonnet Home.